That's right, you are listening to Around Comics, episode 396. I am Brian Salazar. With me, as always, is Christopher Niesman. Hola, como esta? Tom the Caters. Hi, hello. What's going on, hello. gentlemen? Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of your favorite comic book podcast that once in a while actually talks about comic books. Yeah, this is our new <laughs> Thursday live stream. Our new, yeah, that's right. We are switching to Thursdays. We were doing it on Tuesdays, but we're gonna for for uh, for various reasons. We are gonna switch moving we forward. We we switched because of steel magnolias. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us, one of us in here is a very huge is a huge live theater aficionado. And yes, one of us. Toity toity tickets to the theater. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. wasn't gonna bring it up. I was I was gonna leave that all behind the scenes. It was um, some. So my wife and I are subscribers to the Milwaukee Rep. We were Broadway and Chicago subscribers for for years, and we both love live theater. And so we were able to go out and see our our first live theater in over eighteen months this week. Ooh, and our season package is on Tuesday nights. Um, and wow! So, uh, yeah, so that pre- wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, oh. Marta. Appreciate that. (laughs) You know, no problem. We've only been doing this for, you know, how many years? But the 16, you know, fucking live. It used to be be Friday nights. There was, I mean, there was like a five, six year period where Marta knew not to plan anything on a, on a Friday night. (laughs) No Friday nights. Yeah. Now. Yeah. It's Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah, I could do. Fr- I mean, I, honestly, any night. Yeah, I don't. I, I, don't cr- do I, I curl. I curl Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, early <laughs> yeah. schedule. I could do full. Fridays now. Fridays, yeah. Going to a comic book store. Those were good days. We would go to the comic book store. Yeah. I can't believe we. Yeah that that is that is a little bizarre that we did that for so long every Friday night. There mm-hmm. we were, and just at the yeah. comic, and other people showed up. Yeah. Which was even weirder. Other Crazy people would man. show up too. Now we just have Wayne chiming in on the comments. <laughs> yeah. He I'm says you look like, like John Byrne. We ran into John Byrne phase of uh... yeah, yeah, the distinguished beard. That is a fine beard you have, though. It's it came in came in pretty good. I need that yeah. just for men. Um, you know, <laughs> watch that. It, is, you know, watch it does. It is aging you a bit. I don't. I feel like you look older than yeah. you are with the beard. Yeah, yeah. you look yeah. old. You look old AF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Old as shit with that beard, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, man. Shame yeah. that thing. I don't know. Golden we'll, age, Chris. <laughs> we'll we'll see. I may. Uh, I, I'll get through the the new year with it. I'm I'm going for the Santa Claus look. You do so. look Canadian, though. You do. Look, mm-hmm. It does yeah. have a Canadian effect for that sure. Connects me connects me up a little bit. Yeah, yeah curling and the beard mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. I hope you have plenty of flannels. Oh yeah, to dude. Go I'm all. I'm I'm, to- <laughs> I'm totally scanned up here, man. I got yeah, yeah. I got. Those. Are you gonna be? Ice fishing soon? Are you going to do that? Ice fishing I do have a friend that uh, after we go to our next bond spiel, uh, he wants to uh, take me out ice fishing that he has. But the thing is, he goes, you can ice fish in several places like within a half hour Milwaukee. He goes like four and a half hours away to ice fish. <laughs> That's this where the good man, fishing is. This is a man who doesn't want to spend time with his family. That was always my perception of ice fishing growing <laughs> up was like, this. I, I'm doing this activity that no one in my family in their right mind would be would like, dare. yeah, I want to go with you. Yeah, like... <laughs> 
I'm gonna go. Well, yeah, How I'm bad is your family? Over a hole in the water. Yeah. You want to yeah, come you... out and sit with me on a lake in the middle in of a little shack? In a little shack? In a little shack? It's like I don't know. I'll pass. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you. <laughs> see you in see two you days. <laughs> there is. I've never done it. I have been invited a couple of times to go. I've never have. But there is uh, the 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 scenes from. Uh, grumpy old men when they're out on the ice ice fishing but there's something about that that is i don't know fascinating to some degree but i hate the fucking cold so i can't imagine sitting out on, an, on a block of ice you need to you need to have like one of those premium um uh ice uh the like uh Sheds. shanty shanty yeah. uh experiences right like a real glamping yes style, I'd, have to, like... I'd have to have it you know set up with uh heat and and you know, a big screen I mean, tv satellite normal fishing is already like barely an activity <laughs> yeah. and ice fishing takes that to a whole new level where you don't even have to fucking hold the rod you just sit there and you're just like yeah. i'm near it and like uh, whatever when the flag goes that, yeah I was... that's it there's you barely do anything <laughs> Drinking, drink. It's a. I mean, fishing yeah, I mean, is a drinking, drinking. sport anyway. It's a drinking activity. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I was. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I was watching. I just started watching the new, the reboot of, or I guess this. I don't. The return of Dexter. My wife and I were. Mm. Big oh Dexter. God. Okay. And so we decided to check out the the new season and whatever it is yeah. the the whole new thing. Yeah, it's not. And, a, it's not a, uh, a reboot. It's no, I mean, it's no, the no, no. same it's a continuation, it's a continuation of the yes. previous series. It's okay, 10 years later, it is okay. the same. Yeah, it's 10 years after the last episode of the last season, and uh, yeah, it's a continuation. Um, but he's no longer in Miami, which is where he was at for the entirety of the original series. He's now in like upper state New York, somewhere like Iron, it's called like Iron Lake or something. It's yeah. middle of fucking nowhere, New York. And he lives in a cabin, you know, kind of secluded. And he lives on a lake. And he was ice fishing, in a, and you know, there's a hole, and and he just sets it. And like, there's a flag there, and he just waits for the fucking flag to pop up. And I'm like, why does anyone fish? If you can just fish like that, like, why, why cast ever cast a fishing hole? Out, or... out with nature, man. <laughs> Upstate nature. New York's creepy. It's a creepy place. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I've driven through, you know, like. That the thing that's weird is like Buffalo. Oof. Yeah, I've been to Buffalo. It's Me too. Um, but Cooperstown. you know, like when you drive through the Midwest and the highways, you know, like every the the exit numbers line up to miles, right? So like exit twenty eight is rough, usually roughly four miles from exit twenty four, right? So right. like you have you, you growing up. I've always, you know, like you can kind of conceptualize the distance you are from someplace, you know, before there was Google Maps and stuff, right? Sure. But like the highways in upstate New York, they don't follow that. They're just sequentially numbered, right? No matter but how you, far apart they no are. No matter how far apart they are, right? So exit 28 could be a huge distance from exit 27. <laughs> that sounds like trouble. Yeah. And if you don't have... You know, oh, you don't have a map or you don't have Google Maps. You know, this was before that was like prevalent. Like you're kind of like it's unsettling because like there aren't that many exits. Like it's fucking dark as shit. Everything's <laughs> old as hell. Like everything's like in incredibly old. It's very dark and it's disorienting, right? Because you don't like you're just kind of like Am what I was that? To do it? Am I, you know, like, I don't know where my exit is. I don't know how far it is until I get there, you know? What was that terrible Chevy Chase movie? Uh, oh, which I, I have a soft spot for, but it's, oh, it's yeah, a terrible nothing, movie. Nothing trouble? Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's lost. That great Chevy Chase movie yeah. is it the one Digital Underground. <laughs> yes, yes. That <laughs> yes. fantastic Dan movie. Dan Aykroyd, yeah. Dan Aykroyd with the dick nose judge. And uh, yeah. I, that's what I, I think of movie so many times when I don't know why. Like there was a Twitter prompt when someone was like, "What movie did you Demi watch more like, more Demi than Moore. five times when you're a kid that you shouldn't have watched?" And nothing but trouble. For whatever reason, we watched that movie like a thousand times, even though it is like creepy. There is like, something weird. fascinating about it. There is yeah. something like 
it's kind of a, almost like a horror movie, but it's mm-hmm. a you know yeah. bad comedy and it, it yeah I've I have to say it's a how did hand, this movie get made movie, but I love it like not love it but like you it's said so there, unsettling there is like, yes, everything about it is weird and odd and it's like, like not quite funny and it's not quite <laughs> scary it's like yeah this weird in between and like. You know, I like love- even Chevy Chase's character is not likable. In like, it's sort of like this weird, like. It is. It 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 takes a bunch of swings and misses, but they're really kind of fascinating swings. <laughs> it's for very bizarre. strange. Yeah. But the, the I I hadn't thought about that movie in a while. But the reason I thought about it was the judge from the and not to bring anything. Into- <laughs> The judge from the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Oh god, yeah. He just I, as soon as I saw the guy, I'm like, holy shit, is that Dan Aykroyd? You can imagine him show? asking for like the wiener, the, the little the sausage on the train <laughs> yeah. that comes out. I just that's I I pictured Dan Aykroyd in that film and you think and, I'm uh, joking whenever I tell you outside of Milwaukee and Madison, Wisconsin is Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I uh, yeah, no. Any anywhere outside of, I think you know, a city, pretty much yeah. it gets. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not, but if until you've been to rural Arkansas, then you know, yeah, yeah then you're, yeah, yeah it's, then you, it's, it's yeah. really, really bad. Yeah. But hey, all right, um, what's um, about that? If we want to talk about TV and and movies, we can do that <laughs> on Sunday on oh, ACTV. You format can, uh, police. But you could get by uh by uh, checking out our uh, our Patreon um exclusives at the Patreon patreon.com slash round comics. I'm really and, not good uh, at this, but uh here you go. Join our Patreon channel, patreon.com, please. Exclusive yeah. content. I yes. think you said we, we had a Patreon shout out. We had a we had a new patron. Yeah. I think I did that last week, didn't I? Okay, you do that last week? Okay. Yeah, I did. Um exclusive yeah, so, content. You want ex- more talk about TV, us? but you want me you want to hear about how i might be on sometime and then it's like sunday and i'm like ah, i'm watching a hacker game and it's not gonna happen and they're like yeah it's, it's like the play at 325 game. you know packers uh, playing a lot of afternoon games yeah i'm not gonna drop what i'm doing to talk about nothing but trouble that's what this well, is for i don't know <laughs> that's what this is for Man, we start our nothing but trouble podcast. Nothing but talking about trouble. Nothing but talking about trouble. trouble, Where we just deep dive into nothing but trouble. How many episodes do you think we could get of just that movie? Like, (laughs) it would be fascinating to see how far we could dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could could hold that. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Interview Dan Aykroyd. Oh, I bet we could get him. I mean, as long as you gave him time to talk about like UFOs and shit. Yeah, yeah. For like sure. you'd have to give him time to do his weird it stuff. Was, it was kind of it's kind of like Neil pushes when vodka. We, yeah. when, we had, <laughs> when we had Neil Adams on and we kind of had to give him time to talk about the hollow earth. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's the trade. Yeah. This is what it yeah. is. The well, bar is well, well, yeah, well Steve Rude and uh, and he had to talk about uh Bruce Lee. Yeah. So everybody well, that was their... yeah. <laughs> that was a wild one. That was that was one talking about whenever we were back at at Dark Tower Comics, and so we would sit around this table and we would f- actually phone people in and put them on like a little Bluetooth speaker with a with a mic um, on yeah. the speaker. I mean, it was I mean this is like two thousand six, right? It was <laughs> prehistoric. Uh, it was by by today's standards absolutely prehistoric. And I remember us listening to Steve Rude tell us the story about. How he just like met some guys at Bruce Lee's gravesite and they did karate together, and yeah. and Tom leans over and he's like, "This is the craziest fucking interview I have ever heard." Yeah, yeah it, was, <laughs> it was the best. It was the best it was, interview it was ever wild. Did. I loved yeah. it, but it was a wild. Speaking one. of, you can call us and leave a voicemail at three one two nine six seven six two eight two if you'd like to leave us a voicemail. Don't call yeah. in live because we won't answer. <laughs> and uh, we tried that; it didn't work so well. So just okay. Joe was fine. Hard, Joe was, Joe was fine. It was nice talking. No, no, it wasn't his fault. It was my fault. Yeah. It was a technical issue. More it's, than a, it's a lot of moving pieces, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's hard. Yeah. 
I remember. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's talk about some comics. I know that uh, I know that Tom had some stuff that that he read that I believe that we all read. Do we want to do we want to jump off uh, with uh, Robin and Batman? Sure. I think we all read that, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, Jeff Lemire, cool. Dustin Wynn. Which it was they, good. Um, did they do Descender together? Was that the was that the creative team for Descender? I think. I, I think you're right. I think okay. you might be correct I, on that. Yeah, I, this is not the first time that they have worked together on the comic booking and the making yeah. of comic books. Yeah. Um, so this is a black label, black label title from DC, and really focusing more on uh, on a young Dick Grayson as he is in his uh, training uh, with with Bruce slash Batman and uh, is trying to get out in the field. And, uh, and Bruce is like, yeah, you're not ready. So it's a, it's like a a weird uh, kind of coming of age story with uh, vigilantes. Yeah. And the art was awesome. There's this great, it's yeah, chef's kiss. I don't know. There's (laughs) a really good, there's a couple scenes where the art, you know, like there's the, there, there's a scene in the book where Dick's kind of engaged in stopping like a meat truck robbery, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which is funny. Uh, and uh, Batman shows up and like Batman getting out of the car, like he's just like this big billowing, like scary figure. And it was so cool to kind of, I don't know, like the way, uh, the way that uh, Dustin Wynn sort of captures like how a kid would see Batman or like what that sort of like, what that feels like. It was pretty cool. And it was like really drawn throughout the book with sort of like seeing things from like a kid's point of view. It almost felt like, like, Mm -hmm. like killer croc is huge and scary. And Batman is, is kind of scary at times and sort of intimidating and like, uh you know terrifying in his own right and like uh it was cool and it was also just it was interesting to you know like batman there's been a fucking million batman stories like like this 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 isn't the first time yeah not the first time you've seen a book from dick grayson's point of view you know like Mm -hmm. it's all been done before it's all been done before with batman but um which isn't a bad thing. It's just true. And the character has like 8 million stories. Like who you, who you, what are you going to find that someone hasn't tried before, but still finding a way to like, I don't know. It definitely felt fresh and like a little different from like other things I've read from Robin's point of view. And uh, it's a testament to Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn to kind of find that somehow. There was a little wrinkle that I haven't seen in, in, bat books before and that i mean there's 20 bat books that come out a month so i don't they could have done this before i'd never seen that killer croc was uh, a, a sideshow attraction at the circus where the flying graysons died spoiler well, yeah we're talking <laughs> about the book <laughs> Yeah, I don't know uh, if it's yeah. ever come up before, if that's a new thing. I mean, yeah. And that, 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 clever. Pulled, that pulled on the heartstrings a little bit. Yep. And it's going to yeah. be interesting to see where that story goes because they have a meeting earlier in the book uh, for the first time. And he seems very interested in the costume. So it's it'll be interesting to see like what the history there is. Did he have some sort of history with his mother and father and and what that's going to play, how that's going to play? I, I, yeah. um, I like the book a lot. It, it is very pretty. It is, um, you know, a uh, emotional story. You know, you get you get this sort of perspective from Dick Grayson of you know what it would be like to be a kid in this position, and it's not necessarily, you know, what he assumed it maybe was going to be. And what you would think a kid might think it'd be this great thing. Hey, oh my God, I'm going to be Batman's sidekick. I'm going to be this superhero. I'm going to, it's going to be great. But the reality of it is not necessarily that great. And it isn't necessarily what a newly orphaned, you know, whatever 12 year old needs. Um, But 
the only problem I have with it kind of is we, we it seem like we're seeing more and more of this idea of like, you know, Batman sort of being projected in this Batman way, being an asshole. Batman being an asshole <laughs> yeah, and Batman yeah. being this bad person yeah, yeah. that is forcing, you know, kids. And, and it's not the first time anyone has ever sort of presented that as the character. And I get it in reality, in real life. Mm hmm. Batman's a lunatic and yeah, yeah, you would be an absolute monster to, you know, take this kid in and then turn him, try and turn him into some sort of weapon against criminals in your, you know, insane, obsessive war against the people that killed your parents, you know, it would be absolutely monstrous, but this isn't reality. You know I mean? We kind of have to, get over that conceit and yeah, just be I think, like i think yeah. what you're getting at is that it's it, it's always been hinted i mean going back to you know dkr and frank miller the 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 lunatic that recruits children to fight this war of his we've been kind of going over that ground over and over again yeah. so, but now it's almost like it's the default right it's sort of like yeah. this thing of like he's a he, batman's mm -hmm. an asshole and and he's a you know we see it in the titans we see it in you know like i said dark knight returns we see it in more and more and it just seems to be this thing of like we're you know we're we're projecting uh boomerism on batman now you know and, oh. and sort of that that sort of thing and it's like okay i understand that from a certain perspective but also i and, and one of the things i think it feels like what Lemire's doing here, which I do appreciate, is a little bit different twist on it in the sense that Batman maybe doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing. You know, it's yeah. not, it, it, it's more about like he is an unsure parent. He doesn't know how to raise this kid. He doesn't know if this is the right thing or the wrong thing to do. He's trying to do what he, you know, to his best, but he's making mistakes along the way. You know, hopefully, ultimately, it doesn't sort of play out as this horrible thing. With Dick, we know it it, it didn't, but but I think this is you know this goes back to Jason Todd. You know, it's mm -hmm. like Jason Todd was you know Dick Grayson. However, things played out between him and Bruce. You know, he moved on. He became Nightwing, and say what you will, whether or not that's a healthy thing, but he still has a relationship with with Bruce and um you know, he's a relatively productive member of society. Whereas Jason Todd was the mistake that Bruce yeah. made. You know what I mean? He should have never tried to replicate what he maybe got away with, with Dick, but still, once again, it's like, okay, are we going to look at this from the perspective of, you know, child psychology in, the, you know, in 2021 of how to raise a child. Yeah. <laughs> no, how, how much, how much, how much reality do you want? And it, it's yeah. fun to play around with, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I guess I just, yeah. I, at some point I just get tired of sort of the idea of like, you know, Batman's a shitty, you know, mm -hmm. ward. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, know like, I think part of it is do that. Yeah, I mean, the, the unsure thing is part of it, too, because you see it from both characters in this book where, like, mm -hmm. they don't really get the other person. Like, he, yeah. Bruce doesn't really get um, Dick. And, like, he thinks he's doing something good for him. You know, there, there's sort of a, uh, you know, uh, that moment the where costume. Batman, yeah, yeah, makes him the costume, right, that he thinks he wants, right? And Dick thinks that Batman's testing him by telling him not to go out and like yeah. they obviously don't actually get each other at all and like don't really understand what this is but yeah i mean I don't communicate i think there's definitely uh i mean i think this is true in a lot of comics actually is like the i think there is a there is a current in the world now where i do think people have an anger towards an older generation that you might perceive as batman of like yeah or, or superman like, or whoever yeah, yeah of like you these legacy like, characters these legacy characters of like you know because in reality we're dealing with a world where maybe you could perceive that perhaps the generation before you kind of royally fucked things up and like wouldn't like can't admit it and can't like wrap mm -hmm. their head around it and like 
you that can get transposed onto someone like Batman. And it is like, you know, you look at it and you go like, you see it in a lot of books and you're right. It's like Batman hasn't solved any of these problems. Batman hasn't like done it, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, I, I, I do think it's like a current of just like, I think what it's a reflection of like reality and like how a lot of people feel about, um, you know, even going back to Dark Knight Returns and like the treatment of of Superman, you know, of like sure. a little bit of that distrust mm. of like, like the oh government. sure, okay, whatever, yeah. you know, like yeah, whatever Boy uh, Scout, yeah, like Mister, I'm gonna save the world, you know, like you didn't, right? The world fucking sucks, and like <laughs> it always has, it, yeah, it, it always, always will. Has, right? As yeah, long yeah, as yeah. people are on the planet, it's gonna suck. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I think it's you know. Yeah, no generation is gonna fix it. Like the people, the the generation before you is gonna fuck it up, and you're gonna fuck it up for the generation after. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna fix it, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's definitely a current of that in there. But yeah, it. Um, yeah, it was good. It was was good good though. Yeah, it was good. Good Like I said, I think I'm hoping the difference is that, like, like we said, it seems like it's more about this miscommunication between you know a father and son that which is very typical of of, i I think any generation any you know it's like father and son there's a moment where it's like you don't understand each other anymore i'm too old to remember what it was like to be a kid and you're not old enough to understand what it's like to be an adult Mm -hmm. and that generation gap is what you have here with batman and robin or robin and batman i should say and and that's what you know you're portraying he's portraying it pretty well i just i just hope it doesn't sort of lean further into that sort of you know batman's a dick kind of thing because to me it's just boring at this point and and what what is kind of neat is that it's a it's a black label book so we don't know what the resolution is going to be i mean at the end of this you know dick may walk away and and chart out another path for his life there's nothing there's nothing that you know is gonna force them to to you know be that dynamic duo by the end of the third issue of this i mean that does remind me a little bit of like why i sort of liked grant morrison's batman where uh dick grayson was batman Mm -hmm. because he did such a good job of showing what how different a Dick Grayson Batman would be from sort of like the Bruce Wayne-ish Batman, you know, of like, Mm -hmm. you know, Dick's a little more, a little better with people. (laughs) people. More of a people person. More More of a people person. More, you know, like a little more patient and perhaps, you know, like fear isn't the first thing that he, the first tool he goes to, to like, deal with every problem not just like bad guys but like you know like other superheroes like he's his inclination isn't like i'm gonna intimidate this person into doing this thing for you know with me and like and i love love the relationship between he and damien was great yeah in that brother I uh, yeah. I did really enjoy there were a great a bunch a bunch of great scenes in this but the one that I really liked was when um when Dick has sort of you know had it and he's he's going to go out even though Bruce told him not to and he makes the robin costume and he's like I know it should probably be darker and something, but screw it. I'm going to make it bright and shiny because it's going to piss him off. <laughs> and and that's just something a kid would do. Yeah. Like, that's just absolutely, yeah. you know, uh, I'm going to do the opposite of what he wants, you know, yeah. just to just to in your face, him. boomer. Yeah. But I did also like when we first see him, he's sort of in a nightwing ish yeah. kind of costume. It's blue and, and uh, the mask even looks a little more. Nightwingish than than Robin, um, which was kind of neat. There were a bunch of great, just like little nods to things, and mm-hmm. um, you know, as always, Jeff Lemire crafts a great story, and he works with great artists. That's a key, right? Like that's yeah. a yeah. I don't. You can't underestimate that. Yep, you know? yep. Lemire's books are always peanut butter and jelly. He always he's working with great artists and telling great stories so yeah always 
So he's it, it, the, he's in that list that it's like, oh yeah, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that up. I'm gonna read that. You know, of the list of creators out there. You know, he's a yeah. He's a, he's a don't miss guy. Um, I got one I want to talk about real quick. Um, All right. Uh, did uh, either of you guys? Uh, this is from Boom Studios. Uh, which we used to love boom back in the day did anyone read uh, regarding the matter of oswald's body i started to <laughs> I, did not. I did not you did not like it you did not uh, like it. i don't know if i didn't like it or i just wasn't in the mood at the time i can see that. um but i i did not finish it so either way Go ahead, though. I, 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 I love me a good JFK conspiracy theory book. Um, and the, the, the setup for this is it almost had a little bit of a hundred bullets vibe for me of the just the 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 recruitment of these kind of down and out um, grifter types. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it starts it starts in 1981 with a what appears to be a sheriff. <laughs> um uh overseeing the um uh, uh exhuming of lee harvey oswald's body because they wanted to disprove the conspiracy theories that that oswald you know, didn't did jack ruby didn't kill oswald it's not really his body there that you know oswald was um shipped off somewhere as a <clears throat> whatever a reward for for killing jfk and and then the sheriff says which is all true yeah could be and so the sheriff is like <laughs> it's like this is really going to complicate things and then it goes to 1963 in the weeks leading up to the the assassination and there is a shadow agent who is this is very much a getting the team together first issue where there's the shadow agent who is recruiting these down and out you know, kind of grifter types, or you know, I won't get into each one, but each person has a reason why they would kind of leave their their life and go be a part of some like shadow organization. And so he's appears to be putting together the hit team that is going to take out JFK, or no, it's uh, or Oswald. Um, it, it's more centered around lee harvey oswald anyway it it it's stupid silly fun i enjoyed it i thought um uh, it's luca uh castle linguida uh on art uh it's written by christopher a nice Gintrell. irish irish guy. yeah I, nice irish name um but yeah i i would definitely piqued my interest enough for issue two i'll have to go back to it i like yeah. i said i think i may have just been annoyed i'd like uh there was something else I conspiracy related that I was just in, and I'm just uh, sometimes You're just sick I just, of conspiracy. You're, I, it's leaking too yeah. much into the real world. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Is yeah. is I there's used to little, like, there's a little QAnon in this. Yeah, I used to like conspiracy theories because it was fun and it was just sort of like you could laugh at it, and it's like, oh, that's an interesting thought. But you know, now it's like it's like wrecking our lives. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Fucking, now there's people that uh, really believe that JFK uh, Jr. is yeah. going to is going to run for vice president with Trump. Yeah. Okay, there's two guys, two different guys. Listen, I'll vote for him if he comes Jr. back from the dead. I will. I will vote for him. Vote but for him. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking weird. Yeah. But yeah. This, yeah, uh, it's, no, I get that. I, I, when I hear conspiracy theory, I'm just like, oh, yeah, God. I, I get a little. I just, uh, yeah, my my, uh, yeah. I used to like it more, but I I've gotten, I guess, defensive about it yeah. now. It's just like Ugh. I used to like listening to like old episodes of Art Bell because I used to oh, love yeah. uh, Coast when I was a kid. And now I, when I listen to him, I'm just like, oh fuck. How many people All did this fuck up? How many people did, <laughs> yeah. did this how many people did Art Bell create oh, that God. ended up at the Capitol building? Like <laughs> Yeah. I've thought there there, like, there oh, is no. a there is a crossover <laughs> element there. There's there's oh, no. the crossover. I used right. to like it's funny, I used to never, you know, I mean, growing up in the eighties in high school, like I, I listened to heavy metal, I played Dungeons and Dragons, I was into like uh, paranormal stuff and and conspiracy theories and all that kind of thing and i would scoff and laugh and make fun of anyone that would like be like 
you know, the idea that that stuff was ruining someone's mind or turning them demented or turning them. And now it's like, oh, I, oh God, yeah. It, <laughs> oh, shit. They had a point. Oh, shit. oh no. Conspiracy theories are—they yeah. are rotting people's brains. But but it's not but it's not kids. It's fucking middle-aged soccer moms, boomers on yeah. Facebook, yeah. <laughs> getting yeah. fed Q QAnon videos. Yeah, I, I've thought a lot about how many former ARPA listeners stormed the Capitol. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. remote there, viewed, remote there is viewed a... their way into the yeah. to the Capitol. Remote viewed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh no. Because when I listen to it now as an adult living in the current world, I mean, this is, I'm listening to this in like the carefree 90s. Sure. Where yeah. I was like, oh, this guy recorded you a could... Bigfoot. It's, oh, it's so <laughs> yeah, weird. You can laugh right? at it. And you now I'm just like, someone's making like a video like Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot uh, is actually kidnapping children to give to the, you know, it's just like, oh God. I, yeah, you just. Now the yeah. problem is, I used to be able to laugh at it. Now I I sit there and go, "Well, what is this guy's life like? Like, who is he fucking oh, up? No. You know, yeah. Yeah. oh god, yeah. is what, it... and why is Bigfoot a part of the gay agenda? Yeah, it's just like, oh no, what's happening? Uh, Stop! Yeah. yeah, yeah. So thanks, guys. You ruined Art Bell, which I can't yeah. even listen to old episodes anymore. But I'm just like, uh, yeah. Oh uh, no, I'm right there with you, Tom. Right there yeah. with you. Oh well, the good old days. The good old days when conspiracy theories did not uh, turn people into um, radical <laughs> lunatics with a barely, barely with a barely any like connection to reality <laughs> or science. Or <laughs> well, they have it's done like, their own research. There's like two guys that people think are JFK Jr. Like there's two competing. JFK's junior now, you know, like it's just like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, it's I, wild. I, I was um I I what was I uh looking at something about um Elon Musk and um like I was just reading an article where he was saying we have to get to Mars because of nuclear Armageddon. Like he's like he's really trying to leave the planet. Like he's not yeah. just trying to like visit. He's legitimately trying. And this is the, the richest man yeah. on the planet. I'm glad you said richest because I <laughs> yeah. always remind people, Elon Musk doesn't build the cars. He didn't invent <laughs> electric cars. Like, yeah. I don't even know. I'm a rich guy. He's a rich he's guy. People think he's a genius. No, he's just no. Rich. He writes checks. Yeah, he writes checks. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a rich nerd. Yeah, that is afraid of everything and if is he, trying to get off the planet. He's he he is like a sort of like a hot topic. Uh, like I, I wouldn't surprise me if he bought the hot topic name and reopened like a bunch of stores. So like <laughs> all kinds of like edge lord dudes can go hang. Like it's just like this guy, he didn't invent electric cars. He's just a rich guy. <laughs> I don't yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to fiction. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, everyone. We just had well, to let I, the, the, the real world spill into I um... not read Richards, guys. All right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like if we're depending on him. Like we're we we're are fucked. we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> he's not he's not Reed Richards. He's not figuring out. To... Yeah, nor is he Tony Stark. Yeah, not Tony Stark either. No, no, he's a he's a dude that like remember he, he got he's hair funky plugs. flash. Man. He got hair plugs. Yeah, because he wanted to man. look better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, he's Stanley. He's the he's he's Stanley. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> he's he a is. fucking yeah. huckster. He's, he's a, a fucking yeah. salesman and a fucking hustler. And yeah, yeah he's it's what all these guys he's, are. He's yeah. a couple. He's a couple decent business uh, ventures away from um, having been the fire festival organizer. He's, yeah. He's, <laughs> right <laughs> funky we live in a universe we're, we're we live in whatever earth where 
all the people that live on this earth are waiting for funky flashman <laughs> to help them escape <laughs> catastrophe we don't have oh, superheroes God. we just have we're super rich funky flash oh yeah we're fucked yeah yeah we're absolutely fucked um <laughs> all right i read a book right. well i started yeah. to read a book okay um Harvey Oswald's body? No, it's the the history of science fiction, a graphic novel adventure. Does it talk about foundation? Uh yes. It talks about everything. I mean that where you stopped. (laughs) He couldn't get through the foundation part. He got got, got panels into it and just this boring. <laughs> no, luckily this is actually entertaining because it's small <laughs> chunks of, okay, of that stuff. Like, like everything is sort of you know foundation is covered in one page. You know, like every you know they kind of cover. But it was really interesting. It's it's a humanoids book. It's on uh, Hulu, which is where I found it. Nice. I mean, sorry, Hulu Hoopla, which is where I found it, and um, it's uh, by um, Xavier Dolo and. I'm going to murder this name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Djibril? D-J-I-B-R-I-L. Morissette-Fan. Morissette-Fan. Djibril Morissette-Fan. That's the artist. Um, and it is, it's a, it's a rather long, but it's a, it's a complete history of science fiction. Um, and, and it's really done in a fun way. It starts with sort of a prologue with um this farmhouse and the and a x-wing fighter lands in front of this farmhouse and robbie the robot and i don't know who the and another robot two robots get out of it i don't know who the other robot is i think it might be a doctor who character maybe it's like sort of this skinny robot who looks like he's wearing a bow tie and a vest i don't know Um, who he is I, i think it's uh the metropolis oh okay that all right um you saw you saw that it looked lame as fuck and you're like it must be a doctor who robot. that's what i was thinking yeah oh, and the sorry i assumed <laughs> it was fucking british so so if people so over the last 16... Dexter robot came out yeah. uh, that must be some fucking who. dork robot if people over the last 16 years haven't figured out that sal's favorite pastime is shitting on anything that i have found joy in in my life <laughs> I really wasn't. I really, that Tom read into that. I yeah. I really I yeah. just I I didn't know who he was. I saw the bow tie. This robot looked like a nerd. This why well, I, I mean, come on, who was the fucking, fucking bow tie? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, if, if, it, if a fucking robot. If if someone told me there some, was some robot on Doctor Who that wore a bow tie, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah, I would be like, yeah, that's happened. <laughs> all right word, so anyway these two two robots get out and basically they're trying to find out their own history like what where they came from and they ask this other robot that's sort of this floating brain thing and it starts to tell them the history of science fiction and um it's it's fun it starts it starts off with um like sort of giving you this brief explanation of, of science fiction and then going into, you know, the history of it, starting with, you know, stuff even before like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and, and but kind of that yeah. being the definitive starting point of science fiction, but then giving you an idea of things that, you know, that touched on science fiction even before that, whether it was, you know, like, um, you know, Ulysses and, and, uh, you know, uh, Jules Verne and stuff like, you know, things like that. And then it just sort of goes through the entire history of science fiction, whether it's books, whether it's movies, TV, and it just kind of builds on it, builds on it, builds on it. And it stops and, and spends more time on some of the more important aspects or history parts of it. And, and then some things that sort of, you know, groups in together and, and gives you, um, uh, you know, a a more brief explanation, but it's really fun. And, you know, stuff that I didn't know or didn't think about and, and sort of the connections that it made to other things. And it would give you little tidbits about like, 
the creators, the authors and that sort of stuff. I'm only about, I'd say a third of the way through it so far. Um, and I've really enjoyed it so far, just sort of like getting this, you know, uh, education on the entirety of science fiction and and their perspective on it too i mean it's it's not a dry uh you know history lesson um it's fun and it's illustrated which is really nice it's beautifully illustrated uh so it was really cool i like i said i i don't have a ton to say about it just because it's you know it's a history book uh, it's a a history book i mean if you if you're interested in the in the history of science fiction i would say give it a give it a a look because it's very interesting um and there's a lot like i said there's a lot of stuff in there that i didn't know about or think about or even necessarily connect with science fiction and then you know they they do like interesting things like um you know a, a, a thematic elements of science fiction like an elemental table where it's like Cerno de, de Bergerac and uh, Jules Verne and, you know, Edgar Allan Poe and sort of how all these things connect together. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's somebody spent a shitload of fucking time researching this and putting this whole thing together. It's, it's pretty amazing uh, just in the sense of, I can't imagine how much time they must have spent putting it together and and writing it and then let alone drawing it. But, um, yeah, it's really, really good. And it gets into comic. There's, you know, I I didn't, I fast forwarded a little bit, just sort of looking what it gets into, but obviously pulp novels and, and it gets into movies and Cthulhu and yes, foundation and all of Isaac and Asimov stuff is in here. And, uh, but it also gets into superheroes and, um, you know, Superman at some point action comics and, uh, all, you know, every aspect of science fiction that you could imagine it, it, it touches on. So really kind of cool. I, for, you know, it reminded me a little bit about like how much comics were used at one time for stuff more like this, you know, like whether it was educational materials in the army or, you know, like all the stuff that, um, what's his name? I can't think of his name off the top of my head now. Uh, Eisner um you know like all the stuff he was doing for the military all those instructional things or you know a lot of the sort of religious stuff that was coming out of ec comics before it was ec (laughs) comics and you know more history stuff and educational things that comics don't really get used that much for any longer and it's a really great medium for that stuff for educational Mm -hmm. kind of things i think it it makes it way easier to digest um you know know where I'm seeing it now commercially a little bit more um, are uh, cookbooks. Um, oh, really? There's been, I have a couple uh, cookbooks. Uh, Ryan Dunleavy, if you remember sure. Ryan, uh, he does uh, with history of comic book comics yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. with uh, uh, Fred Van Lenny. Uh, he did a cookbook uh, with a, a New York restaurant called dirt candy and it's basically a cookbook as a comic book and there's a i have a korean cookbook that is a comic book format um uh there's a restaurant in chicago called fat rice their cookbook is full of comics basically and showing how to put the dishes together so that's one place i have seen like educational comics is in is in cookbooks now there you go yeah there you have it. Yeah, so pretty cool. And it, like I said, it's on uh, Hoopla if, if people want to check it out. Otherwise, yeah. I think you can order it off of Comixology or um, at your local comic store, maybe. Yeah, there you go. I can't maybe. wait to see what they wrote about Foundation. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I'm sure it's... I, think I, fell, last asleep. I fell asleep. I, you fell asleep in that I one. Uh, I think this is the uh, last week of that series. So I think this is the last, last episode. Foundational. Oh, no. no. Oh no. I know. What, right? will I, what will I do without it? I'll I'll catch up you to it. Stay someday. awake. <laughs> Be up you're, both, you're both terrible and I hate you. I went and saw Dune. Speaking of science fiction, I saw it again mm-hmm. in theater. Saw it on the, the IMAX. Yeah. Oh, how was um, that? It was actually worse than watching it at home. Um yeah. only be well, not worse. It was different. It was fun to go to the movies. It's the first movie I've been to in I don't know how long before COVID. I haven't I haven't been to the movies. So it's the first movie I've actually gone to the movies, but 
I, I think I was telling you this, Chris, like um, the TV I have is like the blacks are so good. Mm. Uh, that's one of the things with like those OLED TVs yeah. that it's not muddy, like it's perfect mm. blacks. And so I'm at the movie theater and I'm watching, I'm like, why is this so fucking dark? Like I can't see shit because it's it the blacks just are everything sort of gets muddy, you know, yeah. muddy, and uh, I'm like I couldn't see things that I remember seeing at home. So it was like, oh, I don't know that I want to go see some movies. Yeah. <laughs> my TV make looks this movie as good yeah. as my make it look as good as my TV, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. It was, I mean, it's. It's definitely a movie worth seeing on a big screen just because it's such a cool, um, you know, visually, I think they did a great job with that movie. And and uh, I got to say, I'm continually impressed with Timothy Charlemagne. He's he's mm-hmm. a really good actor. Yeah. Uh, you don't want and, him to be, but he is. Yeah, he's an, I, he's a such a goofy looking kid, but I yeah. I just I expect him to be. Charlemagne cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should get him on. Let's get him on. Chalamet? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Let's I'm book sure. Chalamet. Yeah. Let's book Chalamet. Get on the phone. Somebody give, get on, give get on. I'll send him a message right now. <laughs> uh Tom, I uh you read one that I do want to talk about. I think we've got just about enough time to to sneak it in. Um uh, <laughs> before the what, what's the furthest place from here? Uh oh yeah, hmm. I read that. I also read the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. whichever one you want to talk about, uh, Sal. Have I'll you not about... read? Have you not read? Uh, what's the furthest place from here? I don't even know what that is. I don't. I'm not familiar with it. What's, what's the... I'll do both quickly. It's from oh, Image Comics. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's the furthest place from here? Uh, it's by Tyler Boss and Matthew Rosenberg, and it's uh it takes place in sort of like a uh, post-apocalyptic world where it's just kids there's no adults around there's something bad about becoming an adult that we don't know yet Hmm. and uh and all these kids live uh above like a record store this is where this group hangs out and like it's got like a little bit of the warriors and like a little bit of like um it's like a it's like an interesting mix of stuff with like a interesting tone to it and you know it's kind of funny in parts and like uh, kind of violent in it's other a little, parts. A little bit of Lord of the Flies mixed in yeah. there, you know. With, yeah, all the all the kids have to pick a record to like represent them, and one kid picks like Hall and Oates, and like the leader of the group like is making fun of him. About, like, like, no, 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 go back. No, and Oates. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was interesting. Uh, I didn't know what to think of it before uh uh picked it up you know it's in the fine tradition of comics whose titles are now full sentences um you know a lot of those those these days right and uh yeah it was pretty cool and uh i definitely uh will keep reading it and i also uh i read the thing number one uh by walter mosley who's the the crime writer the crime writer yeah and that was also pretty cool, you know. The, the artist for uh, the thing. I mean, look, I got it. It's uh, Tom Riley. Uh, you know the the thing. I always love the thing. Like he's one of my favorite Marvel characters. But to me, like he sort of embodies like what sort of the Marvel hero is all about. You know, like he uh, tragic, a little tragic, tragic and like. But what's really cool is, you know, uh, there's this really great scene in it where um, part of it is that uh, Ben Grimm, you know, he gets on an online dating thing at some point because he's having some problems with his girlfriend. And they're like asking him questions about himself. They ask him, like, what rate, you know, what's your, uh, you know, are you white? Or, you know, like they're just asking about himself. He's like, non white, non white. (laughs) And like, it's interesting because I was reading, (laughs) because I was looking up stuff about it. And Walter Mosley, you know, he talks about, you know, when he was a kid and he, he, you know, he's an African American author, talks about like the thing to him stood out as a character because he wasn't white. Like he was, like, he was kind of scary and people avoided him. And like Mm -hmm. his mere presence made people uncomfortable. 
And like as a kid, he like you know like understood understood that you know of like the which I thought was really interesting. You know, I never really thought of the thing in in that way. So that I thought that was kind of interesting thing, and you can feel it a little bit in this book, but it's not like a heavy handed. You know, yeah, like this is a message really well. comic about the thing. It's yeah. just kind of nicely woven in about, you know, all the stuff that you love about the thing, right? The thing is he's a hero and he's always gonna do, you know, like uh Ben Grimm's always gonna come through, right? And he might like bitch and moan about it and be sad about his like lot in life, but in the end, like the thing shows up and does what needs to be done, you know, like that's what makes him a hero. Because yeah. it's clobbering uh, time. It's clobbering time, right? Yeah, and and Tom Riley does a really good job. I just love a well-drawn thing. He's just such a great comic book character, you know, like, you know, which is always the challenge when it's in a movie and you're always like, ah, the thing doesn't look that cool. Because the thing is, he's a comic book Cool. Yeah, in a comic book, he looks so cool. (laughs) He looks fucking rad. And you can do, all. every artist can have, like, their interpretation of exactly what the thing is kind of looks like i like him to bring the like... cigar back they need to bring since this is like trying to embrace that era of the, the classic thing. era classic, classic thing yeah. Yeah. yeah and so it was cool and i always just love a i love a good thing story i was surprised when i heard that walter mosley was writing the thing mm-hmm. i was like what he, for those that aren't familiar with it he wrote devil in a blue dress mm-hmm. which was made in the denzel washington movie mm-hmm. but the character easy rollins which is Denzel Washington character. He's got a bunch of books mm-hmm. with that character, but I, yeah, I was like, what? He's why? Why is he writing the thing? That seems so weird. But now that you explain, sort of that, you know, the idea, you know, the thing was always that char- he was an outcast. He was even in his own family, where you know everyone else could pass for just human. They, they, their powers went away when they wanted them to. You know, it's yeah. like they could just it's walk been- around and. And they were beautiful, you know. It's like Sue and 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 Johnny especially were like beautiful people. And Reed was a good looking, normal looking, but Ben was this monster. He was this creature this man, and this didn't, monster. yeah, yeah, he didn't fit in. And and I could, like you said, I I never thought about that really directly like that. But but now you know, seeing someone say that, it's like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like to to have an affinity or have a connection with that character because you feel like you know you're an outcast or some sort of or you're made to feel that way yeah you know but ben ben grim is just yeah one of the the great superhero characters of all time and and this yeah this captures all those things although it's always it's whenever there's a story about um Ben and Alicia not getting along, it breaks yeah. my heart because it's like well, it's just the great, ro- you know, I don't, there's not really many romances in comics that I ever really cared about, but like that one and sort of the, the only other one I can even think about that has ever made me given a shit is, is like the Logan and, and, um, Jane, Jean Grey that, the you know, that they didn't have that, the, you know, the, the, the idea mm-hmm. that, that that's always affected me in one way or another whenever it's sort of used um but yeah that whenever they alicia and ben don't it's like no no ben why did you do it dumb it's got the comic has a great scene where um the things in jail with hercules it's <laughs> <laughs> like a great yeah like it's a really funny jail. Yeah, yeah, a real yeah. funny moment of uh, of of that. So yeah, it was just a really well done, really cool looking thing story. And uh, yeah, I should say the furthest where's the furthest place from here? Also, really gorgeous book. Mm-hmm. I gotta it check that out. I, it's yeah. really good. It's really yeah, good. It I, I got about really good. I got about halfway in. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on in this book? And then they kind of continue to build the world. And you're like, oh wow, okay, this is this is really good. It's interesting that um, uh, years ago, I remember uh, our former co-host or guest, uh, Scotty, um, Mm -hmm. telling me about a story similar to that, that he never could quite figure out. Like he had the idea for it where like he wanted to tell a story about a world where, you know, like when you like got to a certain age, something happened where you know, no longer along or it was only kids. But he couldn't quite ever figure it out. He could never quite, 
you know, break the story or whatever. So it's mm -hmm. interesting to hear uh, that somebody's got, you know, something similar, you know, that, that seems yeah. to. Who are uh, Peter Pan's, um, the, 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 the Lost Boys? Yeah, it kind of has a little bit of a Lost Boys feel to it. In, yeah. Yeah, with a little Logan's Run thrown in there. My uh, my son is reading um, uh, the book you mentioned earlier. Um, shit, what was <laughs> what was the book you just mentioned? Uh, not Peter Pan. Before that, uh, oh, uh, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. reading yeah. in school now. He's like, this book is messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's man. Squid Games before <laughs> there was Squid yeah. Games. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is a messed up. Yeah, yeah. William Golding, Golding. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading it, but I don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. yeah. And then watch the, uh, the original black and white movie, not the, not the redone one. We had to watch the black and white one in, in high school. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, I remember it, you know, know. from like. 30 years ago, 30 plus years ago. Um, but yeah. So anyway, maybe watch it and we'll talk about it on ACTV this week. Oh God. There's my transition. Um, is. So check out uh, patreon.com slash around comics for all extra Patreon stuff. Uh, we, for, uh, for at least the immediate future, we're going to shift this here show to Thursday nights on the live feed and probably a Friday release for the podcast. I would imagine it's the friends. We got the friend slot Thursdays at eight. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. Oh wow, we are must see TV now. We're must yes. <laughs> yeah, we slotted in right after Cosby. Ooh. Oh god. Oh no. That's when that started. <laughs> you never, you never want that mentioned about you. <laughs> You've been slotted in after Cosby. Oh, right after. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do Thursdays for a while. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. Um, we, we got a K Billy Super Sounds coming up uh, next week. Not this not this Sunday. Not this Sunday, but, the but the we're gonna do and we're doing uh, Dust Till Dawn. I gotta watch that. I have it right. I, I had to rearrange. It's around here somewhere. Yeah, I was just uh, reading the the, the, the back. I. I Matter. I cannot promise not to, uh, uh, you know, do my Cheech Marin impersonation oh throughout oh, most no. of that episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. it's coming. <laughs> I remember when that movie came out, and uh, I had the soundtrack on CD, and there's that that whole intro of Cheech Marin when they're pulling up to the Titty Twister, and he's just <laughs> going through that. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. Just being an asshole, and I'm like in in a parking lot somewhere, or a it was like a drive-through, and I'm just blaring that part so loud. <laughs> yeah, and I just thought it was funny. Just as you as funny. you would, you were as in church. I was, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll be doing a dust till dawn uh, here in a couple weeks with our buddy Will Pfeiffer. Uh, that's Everybody all I got, cool. guys. Yeah, that's Everybody, it. Hmm? We got it all done. I think. Yeah, I think that's that's all I got. All right, cool. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday to talk about Thursday. more comic books and comics culture. Oh, wait, stuff. next Thursday uh, is Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. Uh, do we want to switch back to Tuesday next week? No, we just, uh, uh, I'm good next Tuesday. Yeah, we we'll probably do that next All Tuesday right. as All opposed right. to. So after Thanksgiving, we'll be switching after to Thursday. Thursday. After Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. I'll be in South Bend, Indiana on uh, no. Thursday. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, the fun part is that we couldn't get our dogs boarded because we forgot about reserving boarding. So now we have to take all fucking three dogs to South Bend with us. Ooh. So, yeah. How, how the in-laws feel about that? Eh, better than we do. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you staying in a hotel? No. No, we're staying oh. at staying at staying at my mother and father in law's. Wow, you yeah. and your three dogs. Yeah, in the ba they have a big basement. So oh, there you go. Yeah, That's okay. so dogs will dogs yeah. will be in the basement. So the dogs will uh, love it. No, they're gonna hate it. That's uh, <clears throat> yeah. Around Sean Wheatley chimed in next week is around kennels. Um, 
All right, guys, we'll be back next Tuesday, pre-Thanksgiving episode. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around, around conspiracy uh, theories, yeah. lame robots, lame, <laughs> lame Doctor Who robots. Nice.